You're listening to the Liverpool Comedy Quota, the only EU-ratified comedy podcast in the city with me, your host, Jay Burnley. And in this issue of the Quota, we pay tribute to Health Secretary Andrew Lansley, who in turn is paying his own homage to this, the 100th year anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic, by going down on the sinking ship that is the NHS bill. The PM has backed him fully by putting his full efforts into something less contentious, racism in football. The Liverpool Comedy Quota, we believe that there should be stink palms instead of handshakes, and can't we all just get along? In this week's show, the quota brings 50% Steve Porter. Without my own good nature. And 50% Dave Fulton. Quarantine is the DMZ of the Northwest. <laughs> providing you with 100% of transatlantic comedy. First up, friend of the show and one of the resident MCs of Laughter House and Slug and Lettuce, Steve Porter. Steve has progressed rapidly since we first saw him up in Edinburgh with uh, Muck Comedy about four years ago. And now he's giving something back uh, by putting on a charity comedy event in Liverpool on Sunday the 26th of February. Uh, we got him in on the phone on the studio. Uh, so we welcome on to the show, uh, Steve Porter. Thank you for coming on. Hello. Uh, Steve Porter, um, MC at Laughter House and uh, fine, upstanding comedian in the world of comedy. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. How, how did you get into comedy and um, what, what have you been doing recently? I got into the both. I mean, it was the beginning of 2007 I started. And I, certainly didn't, um, I certainly didn't think of it as a career choice. You know, I'd done a couple of open spots here and there and it just escalated. Yeah. I've got I got signed up by someone cheap pretty early on really. I think it was two years in, something like that. Yeah. And uh, that's when Laster House was coming up, of course, what you've what you've just mentioned. Yeah. So I, I was full time pretty early on, so that's how I fell into it really. It was quite unexpected, but so it's like a long time ago now. Yeah, and now you now you're, now you're a, one of the resident MCs uh, for Laster House. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. House, House in the uh, Slug and Lettuce on a Friday and a Saturday. Uh, but you're doing you're doing something else at the moment as well. You're doing uh, you're giving back to the community. Um, I am giving back, yeah. And this time, <laughs> this time it's not forced. I'm not painting a fence in a bright yellow vest or anything like that. This is, um, this is, <laughs> this is of my own good nature. <laughs> this this yeah. is the the Alder Hay Alder Hay uh, charity gig, isn't it? Tell us it a bit is. about that. It is. Well, it's it's on February the 26th. What it is, we run hit and run comedy. That's um, we run comedy nights across the country, but. Once a year, we do a charity event, basically, for, for Liverpool, somewhere in the school. This year, it's for Alder Hay. Mm. Now, the date, it's on the 26th of February. We've got Keith Carter as Nigel on. We've got myself on. Chris Cairns is on. Yep. Steve Royal. Your good self is going to be there doing a bit of DJing. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, I forgot I forgot about that. Yeah, me, DJing. That would be, that'd be a brilliant night. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's on a Sunday. I'm slightly concerned that it's took me to remind you then, considering it's... No, no, I, 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 I knew. I just don't want to blow me on trumpet or anything like that. But, you know, I'm trying, yeah. to, trying to act modest. <laughs> oh, I see. I'll let you off. We, you know, we've got, like, food on. We've got Liverpool Football Club have, have given us stuff. Everton have given us stuff. Laughter House have given us a couple of tickets. All stuff to raffle, really. Barclays Bank, incidentally, also have agreed to match whatever we make. So whatever ever gets made, it's getting doubled by them. And I've also got to point out... You know, all the acts are doing it for free. Not mm. a, no one's getting paid anything, expenses, nothing. Everyone's doing this for free, given the time out. Yeah. So, I mean, the only slight, slight hitch we have, Liverpool Football Club are now in their, their Carlin Cup final on the same day. Oh, yeah. I'm going to know whether to mention this, but it's, <laughs> it's a sleeping <laughs> elephant. I like, don't know what it is at Liverpool Football Club and the timing at the moment, but this, this wasn't... <laughs> This one isn't great. Well, they can, they, can, they can win the cup and then everybody can bomb it back. It only takes three hours, isn't it? 
it's a night well, it's a nighttime show, you know, it's a nighttime show. Or if you don't like football it's yeah, you know, it's definitely gonna be worth going. So it's on a, it doesn't start till about eight thirty and it's gonna be running on hopefully till about half eleven. And we've sold quite a few tickets already anyway, so we know it's gonna be busy. Yeah. We're just trying to push as much because obviously how many tickets get sold, that's um that's what's gonna be made, doubled. And the, yeah, and Barclays will, will, will double that. Are you MC another night or is it is it just I am a, I'm MC I'm MC and um Nige is closing and we've got Chris and Steve Royal on. That's a good well, lineup, isn't it? It's, it's a brilliant lineup, it really is. Plus, you know, with yourself DJing at the end, it's going to be a very informal night. It's going to be almost like a party like atmosphere. We've got um, a caterer here doing giving bowls of scouse out, incidentally, <laughs> to people. So, and she she also is she's doing this, you know, off her own back. She's not even taking money for the food. So many people have jumped on board. You know, so many people to thank for doing the bit. So we're just adamant that, you know, the night is going to be a success. That's what it's all about, really, Shay. And yeah, and it's, it's a good cause as well, isn't it? Have you, have you been working closely with Alder Hay as well? Have they, are they sending some people over? Um, well, it's, it's the Imagine Appeal at Alder Hay, and it's yeah. a constant, constant fundraising. We spoke closely with them, and they're pushing the knife for us, and they will be sending a couple of representatives. But the thing is with the Imagine Appeal, I know how many events they have. It's mm. like a weekly thing, you see. So there's only so much. We don't want to be asking them yeah. to push us. So we're just leaving it to to ourselves. We've invited them down. They're obviously going to send someone. Liverpool have been great. Heaven have been great. The acts have been great. We just want a good night, really. Uh, so, um, so once again, we'll do a quick plug for the uh, for, for Laughter House and for Alder Hay, obviously. The Alder group. Hay, yeah. Alder Hay is February the 26th. It's in Egbert Cricket Club. Yeah. That's 8pm. It's £8 to get in, which is £8 for... for you know, the amount of comics he is on and the night is nothing, really. You know what I mean? so, uh, where can you get tickets from? You can get tickets from the venue. You can get tickets from the venue or you can go onto our website, which is hitandruncomedy.co.uk and there's a phone number on there that you can ring up direct. Cool. And the Facebook page is... Facebook page, it is. It also, Hit and Run Comedy's Facebook page, you can find them on there as well, yeah. So there's plenty of ways of getting them. And we've sold, we're half sold out already anyway, so we are expecting it to be full. Oh, it was just that when we saw that Liverpool Football Club had decided to, to get into a cup final on, on said <laughs> date. Very selfish of them. Once somebody thinks of the children, do you know what I mean? That's... Um, it's, it's only against Cardiff, so, you know, it's... Uh, it's only against Cardiff, yeah. Hopefully there's no one in South Wales listening to that, but, yeah, it's only <laughs> against Cardiff. No, I, was, I was thinking that it could have shifted it to the Millennium Stadium again, because then it would have just been a little hop over. Do you know, I think that would be a great night, a great title for the comedy night, really. Come the comedy night, it's only against Cardiff, and that should sell a few more tickets, really, do you know? But lots of the Welsh. You're fun ideas into me, Edge. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, is there anything else you want to say or before we go? Or no, nothing. Just, Basically, just... I just wanted to plug this night. That's why we've come on. All the hay, February 26th, South Liverpool. Fantastic. Cheers, Steve. I'll speak to you Bye. soon. Ta-ra. So that's the Older Hay Charity Comedy Night on Sunday the 26th of February. Uh, as he said, uh, it is on the same day as the uh, Carling Cup final. But Liverpool will probably win that anyway. Uh, so uh, you might as well come and watch it in the pub and then come down to the comedy uh, event. I will be uh, DJing there. Um, Steve Roll, um, Steve Porter himself, I'm seeing Chris Cairns, uh, Nige uh, and me playing whatever you want me to. Uh, so get down to Liverpool Cricket Club, um, just on Angus Road.
Next up is a comic who we saw at the stand uh, in Edinburgh last year, American Dave Fulton. You can't normally tell if comedians are telling the truth while they're on stage, but in his show, which was called Based on a True Story, uh, he has various ways of proving his tales, uh, including documents, scars, and in one of his latest scrapes, even BBC footage. Uh, we were lucky to get Dave before he's banned from all media. So joining us on the Comedy Quota is uh, comedian Dave Fulton. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, man. Um, uh, just, just for people who uh, might not have seen you on the BBC or uh, seen your shows, uh, give us a bit of your ba- background of uh, how you got into comedy and sort of how long you've been doing it for. Uh, I get into comedy by accident. I'm not one of these uh, drama school middle class uh, guys who decided that they couldn't get a job actually selling commercials or being an extra on EastEnders. Um, I, yeah, completely, a friend of mine said, hey, I'm doing this contest and I want somebody to party with and you can always watch my back. So I said, yeah, sure. So I did a contest and after two weeks and 20 comics, I came in eighth place and I'd never been on stage before. So... Hmm. And I was actually going to train to become a, a professional alpine guide and climbing teacher, but right. I kept getting I kept getting work as a comic, and so and that was over twenty years ago. Uh, so, and you start you you're originally from Idaho as well, and is, is yeah, there, is, yeah. There, is there a big comedy scene in Idaho? Because it seems a little bit out of the way. Well, you know what? There is a big comedy scene in Idaho, but it has nothing to do with comedy. It's a lot funnier if you're looking out into the uh, into Idaho. I mean, when you're actually there, it's yeah, it's you know, it's, it's a funny place, but not like professionally funny. <laughs> and you, you talk about um, climbing; that's one of your loves, and uh, you do snow, snowboarding as well. And uh, how, how, do you, you still partake in those, and that's some, some what? Some oh yeah, yeah, on. yeah. I still, um, I still ice climb. Um, matter of fact, through a scheduling error, I should be in Scotland right now but I don't know when that's going to happen. But, mm. yeah, I get out to the Alps, and I climb a lot in Canada and all through western half of the United States. And um, in the wintertime, I climb frozen waterfalls. Oh, bloody hell. Is that, is that like yeah. a, uh, I've, I, I've seen bits of uh, ice climbing on the extreme games. Can you do it to that level, or is it just for fun and sort of an exhilarating <laughs> thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, those guys on the, on the X Games, I mean, they go very fast up the walls. But uh, that whole thing where it's dead vertical and using ice axes and crampons, which are the pointy things on your boots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do that. I do that. And is is that um, is that a thrill or is that something that relaxes you? Because obviously comedy is is in front of a load of people and it can be a bit of a buzz to do that kind of thing. Um, but is is that what you're trying to get from that, or is it just for fun? It's it's a little bit of both. It it calms me down, and I like a little bit of a thrill. As far as like comedy being a stressful job, um, you know, hey man, it's not. It's the easiest job I've ever had. I'm not lifting <laughs> anything. My hands aren't getting sweaty and cut up and calloused. My back doesn't hurt at the end of the day. You know, I can bring a beer to work, drink on stage, and nobody <laughs> complains. You know, don't let anybody tell you that, oh, it's the hardest job in the world. That's bullshit, okay? <laughs> it, it, stand-up's is an exhilarating job. I mean, um, the problem with stand-up comedy is as soon as you get up and you get laughs, it's a narcotic. You want to do it again and again and again. And some people are so desperate to get laughs, they have no problem stealing other people's material. <laughs> naming names or naming no names? Hey, you know what? Uh, just turn on the telly. <laughs> uh, so uh, you've talked about um, the Edinburgh shows. Your show was called Based on a True Story last year, and right. you, you talk about uh, we're talking about the uh, ice climbing and things like that. There's a lot of things that are in that in that that you're lucky to be here sometimes, uh, from from what I can gather. Oh God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know what? If if you're gonna ride motorcycles and climb frozen waterfalls, um, it's just a matter of not numbers. I mean, mm. you know, eventually something's going to happen and something's going to break or something's not going to work right. Or, you know, or some, you know, idiot is going to pull out in front of you and, and you're going to 
you're going to mess up. So, uh, yeah, you know, and I can't, I can't give it up. I mean, I, I still like doing all those things and I, I think about it, you know, often. Mm. So you, you mentioned motorcycles there as well. I've, uh, I've been following you on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, no. no, I'm not stalking, um, but um, you, you've got some nice, uh, you've got some nice motorcycles there and some, it, it is motorcycles and you don't like motorbikes. They're not called motorbikes, are they? Yeah, no, no, they're motorcycles. I have six motorcycles because I couldn't give a shit about the environment. <laughs> uh, is, is there anyone in particular that you, you like? Have you got them all over here or are they spread between? Do you still visit Idaho and, and go back there? Yeah, yeah, I get back about three times a year. Um, wow, I mean, I, I like the hardtail choppers that I built, um, but then I just picked up a 1968 Norton Fastback Interstate. No. Or no, it's a suit, Norton Fastback. I also have a 1972 Norton Interstate, but I have a 1968 uh, Norton Fastback I just picked up from a friend of mine. And, um, yeah, it's a real nice bike. It's a sweet bike. And I don't necessarily gravitate intentionally to British bikes. Mm. Um, you know, it, you know, the reason I have British bikes is kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. It's like dating a really slutty girl. All the slutty girls suddenly find you, and then next thing you know, you have a whole garage full <laughs> of slutty girlfriends. Yeah, well, <laughs> bikes, uh, motorcycles. <laughs> so, um, is, is the difference? Obviously, you flip back and forth between America and Britain. You're living in London now. Um, yes, I, I remember. Um, what are the main differences? It always gets asked for, for uh, comedians. There's a lot of American comedians and Australian comedians that seem to uh, sort of settle in. In Britain, what are the main differences between America and, and the British comedy scenes? You know what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I get that asked all the time. They're like, "What do you do to change your act to work over here and America?" And I'm like, "I really don't know. It's a complete accident." I'm one of these guys. I never had my sights set on coming here. I never thought this was going to be the you know the second half of my career. Mm. You know, it wasn't like I was going to go on stage and go, "Oh yeah, say lift not elevator." You know. <laughs> Say fanny, not vagina, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, you know, I just kind of go up and, and spew it, and it seems to work. And I think what helps is the fact that I'm honest about it. Yeah. I'm not here necessarily trying to make friends and make, you know, massive amounts of headway, yeah. which, of course, works against you when you want to work for, uh, when you want to get a paycheck from people like the BBC, because they, you know, <laughs> I will never be big with the BBC because I'm not 25 years old and I refuse to wear a suit. Uh, well, coming on to that, uh, the, the, I, I was uh, taping um, your um, performance, uh, say, on the BBC when they were talking about uh, sitcoms, the difference between, uh, I think, the Only Fools and Horses is getting remade in America, isn't it? That's what. Yeah, yeah, it is general. getting, yeah. And uh, you said you said a, a naughty word, apparently, um, within the first, uh, what was it, 10 seconds of you being on? <laughs> if that, I didn't know. I didn't know you couldn't <laughs> say wanker, you know? Well, I didn't know that was a, a bad thing. And, of course, um, the most... The best thing about that clip is not me saying wanker. It's the reaction of everybody else when it, I say it, wanker. Especially Mitch Ben, who was certainly a Liverpool lad uh, who uh, basically couldn't stop laughing for the majority of... Uh, oh, Mitch, you know, God bless Mitch. And I, uh, he, he said later that he upstaged his announcement of a book release by saying <laughs> wanker. <laughs> so, and off the back of that, you've had loads of people uh, sort of following you now on Twitter and, and, and on Facebook. Is, have you seen that sort of shoot your profile up and have people been phoning you? Obviously myself, but um, I, was, I was always going to ring you anyway. Um, but Thanks, man. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that? Is it, is it weird? And is it, it, I'm sure it was, it's not intentional, but it, does it annoy you that, that something like that get, raises your profile more than you, you know, the, the actual comedy? Well, you know what? This is news to me. I don't think my profile has been raised. I mean, I got a few more Twitter followers. A couple people, you know, laughed about it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, the best thing is, is somebody recorded it and put it on YouTube. Um, 
that's kind of a benefit awareness thing for the Northern Ireland's uh, Children's Hospice, and they've gotten over 30,000 hits. But as far as, like, helping my career out, uh, wait a minute, let me go look at my bank balance. Oh, yeah, there it is. No change whatsoever, okay? You're the only guy that's trying to capitalize on this. Everybody else kind of went, oh, that was pretty funny. Anyway, I think you should probably go to Basingstoke and do some shitty gig. But you, you're actually, um, I, uh, you, I've looked at your uh, your tour list, and you're actually coming up and doing Manchester, aren't you, at the end of this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be up at the Manchester Comedy Store, which, uh, it's funny, a lot of comedians from down south, they always kind of, they're not that excited about playing it. I mean, it's a great club, and they they kind of enjoy it for what it is, but um, yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I don't really I don't really mind so much, you know? Yeah. It's a, you know, Manchester ain't a bad town. Uh, it's a great hotel. The club's good. Food's good, you know. Hopefully, I'm working with some guys that ain't pricks. So, yeah. <laughs> any, any plans for Liverpool as well? Because there, there are some, and I know speaking to other comedians, they say, "Oh, there's not much of a scene in Liverpool," but there are some good clubs up here. Uh, I can put you in the yeah. if you need to. Well, you know what? I, I I got approached by a couple of people who had some clubs up there, and then, and I would like to make time to come on up and play Liverpool. I mean, there, you know, Liverpool gets a bad name because everybody who plays there says, oh, yeah, the, the town's full of people who think they're funnier than anybody on stage. Mm. And um, and probably nine times out of ten, they're right. <laughs> hey, going back to uh, the BBC and, and stuff like that, I, I wouldn't say you, you left field, but you, you played the stand when you went to Edinburgh. And that's sort of, um, I'd, I'd say there's more, I don't, I don't want to say intelligent comics, or it's, it's, it seems a bit more left field. Um, it is. I mean, the stand, you know, the problem, um, I'll defend the the Edinburgh Fringe in theory. Unfortunately, everybody that seems to come up to watch shows lately, they want to see the people they've seen on telly. Yeah. And the great thing about the stand is even though they will have those kind of people, they tend to kind of gear their shows more toward what the fringe is actually about, Yeah. which is something outside of the mainstream. And... Um, I mean, uh, this, my time. I, I love the guys at the stand, and Tommy Shepard, who runs it, and everything. I think it's, I think it's the best, best thing going up there. Yeah. And um, and if I didn't have things going on this summer, I would, I would get a show together, string it together, and and do it again. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, of all the times I've been up and done a, a solo show at the Edinburgh, this last time at the stand was the least stressful, the least profitable, but the. Um, you know, and maybe the least well attended, but I, I enjoyed it. I didn't wake up, I didn't walk away going, oh man, oh jeez, you know. <laughs> I got some nice reviews. For the most part, the people, you know, enjoyed it. Um, you always go away as a learning experience. You know, I got some, and I got some nice material out of it. You know, yeah. stuff that stuff that's a little bit more heartfelt. Um, it, it's not very television friendly. Nobody's going to make a, a show based on it, which yeah. unfortunately, that's why a lot of people go to Edinburgh. Hmm. You know, they go up there wearing a suit or something, and they and they emote about you know I I never got to know my dad before he left for you know to fight yeah. midgets in Zimbabwe. You know, so <laughs> and they go, oh poor yeah midget hunter dad didn't love you, and then they you know then suddenly they get five stars in in some free magazine to hand out on the bus, and and <laughs> and then and then you know. It, BBC Three says, "Oh, we have to make a cooking show around you and the fact that you always burn popcorn and water," and <laughs> and, and then you then you get to see the same people. I mean, um, the UK used to have like the some of the best cutting edge; they were developing talent and everything else mm. like that. Now you just see the same twelve guys doing every show. Yeah, 
you know, and good luck to them because some of those guys are my friend, and I hope I'm. I hope they're saving their money. <laughs> well, based on that, are you willing to play the game to get into that? Not not BBC Three because that's just terrible. But um, <laughs> do, do, do you do you ever think to yourself maybe I should just tailor this and sort of I can I can manipulate this? I'm and... trying. You know, well I can't necessarily tailor the material because you know you just kind of go, oh, you you can't say that. I mean, look at me. I said wanker. I thought I was trying to be you know charming, and <laughs> you know. Um, the biggest thing I got to remember is, uh, as my wife says, when you go and do these auditions or you meet these people and you're doing a set in front of somebody who could change, you know, the course of your career in the short term, mm. um, you shut the f- up. Right. <laughs> my problem is when people go, what do you think of that? And I tell them, I tell them honestly, because I'm a really lousy liar. And then they, and that's not what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear me go. Well, he's just an actor who became a comic, and he's really good at delivering jokes. Too bad it wasn't his. Mm. And then suddenly, I I can't understand why my phone's not ringing for a year, you know. <laughs> so, and that particular comic is on everything. Yeah. So you just have to understand that it's it's um uh, you, there's a certain game to be played. And also, I'm not I'm not one of these guys that you would want to sit in, at the end of the desk on on these mock the week ten catch shows things, yeah. you know. Because they're going to go, oh, they flew a helicopter in, and then and that's what happened, and they dropped giraffes out from the helicopter, you know. Because I'm going to go, I, I shot them in the head when they hit the ground, and mom, and they're like, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know. So, I, I, I you know, I, I did never mind the Buzzcocks uh, three times back when the host was actually was uh, incredibly knowledgeable on music. Yeah. So as opposed to just trying to lambast everybody at the desk and make themselves look better. Was that Mark Lamar when he, he Miss Mark Lamar? Mark Lamar is a freaking he's he's the he's the weaky idiot of anything involving the music industry anywhere. He's amazing. He's he's fucking Rain Man, you know. <laughs> and he's a funny guy, and he doesn't give a shit anymore, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I missed the show when Mark was on. Uh, you direct as well, don't you? Uh, or you've you've directed a little short with. Uh... <clears throat> I mean, did yeah, you, did you I've um, uh, I've been I've been writing for a long time, and mm-hmm. uh, I've written seven or eight full length screenplays. Uh, nice. A couple of them been optioned, nothing's happened. The um, and a friend of mine at Annex Studios, which is based at Pinewood Studios, I've done some voiceover stuff for his animation things in the past, and mm-hmm. they picked up some gear, production gear. And um, so yeah, they said we should shoot a short. So I sent them one of my shorts. They really liked it. Long story short, we shot it with Abba Jalili and Michael Smiley last mm. summer, and uh, it was great. And so it's in the process of being passed around some of the film festivals before we re- release it to the general public. And then next month, I'm shooting another short, mm. and then um, and then hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be uh, directing a feature I've written back in the United States. All right. Uh, so, so uh, and, and Smiley's obviously he won an award recently for his. Uh, yeah, his the action. British Independent Film Awards for Kill List. He was fantastic in it. No, I've, yeah. not seen, I've not seen that yet, but I've, I've, I've heard lots of good things about it. It's, it's well worth a look. It's it's bizarre and and frightening, and he did a great job. So yeah, I just want to see if I can. Um, you know, it, it turns out I have a, a certain you know aptitude for directing. Who would have guessed? Hmm. Um, everybody that worked on the on the short I did, who had worked on major feature products or projects and other things, all took note to how I handled this. And um, mm. yeah, I mean, we, and I had a really great crew and a really great cast. So I was able to shoot 14 pages in six hours, which is un, unheard of. So what are your plans for the year? <laughs> have you got, have you got... Uh, well, my plans for the year are, you know, sling jokes to drunks. 
uh, you know, work the clubs. I got some great stuff coming up. I'm doing in a couple of weeks. I'll be um, uh, snowboarding and doing gigs out in the Alps, like Maribel and Chamonix. All right, yeah. And then um, <clears throat> also I'll be climbing out in Chamonix in the next month or so, uh, doing some of the uh, the classic routes in the Alps. Yeah. Um, get my my motorcycle, my chopper back on the road because uh, I had to rewire it. And then, um, yeah, and then also get this short shot, you know. So with with the intention of shooting a, a third one. Right. And um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And, and in the meantime, while this is all kind of percolating, I'm, you know, we're, we're raising funds for um, our, our feature project, hmm. you know, dark comedy and road movie back in the States. And we're going to be using a skeleton crew from Britain, and the rest of it we'll hire from the U.S., and, uh, yeah, if anybody has any contacts, direct contacts with Michael J. Fox, I have the perfect little cameo role for him. <laughs> oh, well, we'll, we'll put our feelers out and see if uh, anybody Please. in uh, Liverpool Radio City uh, knows Please. <laughs> Dave, Dave, oh, um, if, you, if anybody wants to see your website, it's um, davidfulton.com. And yeah, David, davidfulton.com, yeah. Uh, any, any other way, Twitter or Facebook or just basically type your, type your name into yeah, it. Yeah, the weird thing is, is that, you know, if somebody asked me, hey, what's going on with you? And I said, go to Google, type in my name, Dave Fulton and BBC, and eventually <laughs> you'll get to what I'm really doing as opposed to what I said. <laughs> Fantastic. David, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, Shay. And all, all the best for the rest of the year and uh, all the direction stuff and all the comedy stuff. And hopefully we'll try and get to see you in Liverpool sometime soon. Yeah, man. Or, you know, if you're around or uh, I know Liverpool is um, – there's some sort of don't you have to go through a security checkpoint for you guys to go into Manchester? Yeah, it's what called Warrington, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Warrington. I believe you. <laughs> Warrington is the DMZ of the Northwest. <coughs> oh, I need a bit of water now. Uh, and, on, and on that note, <laughs> with me, <laughs> me making a funny. Uh, thanks a lot for coming in. Cheers, Dave. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks. So that is uh, the wonderful uh, Dave Fulton. If you get a chance to go and see him, he's on at Man- the Manchester Comedy uh, Store uh, on the 17th and 18th of February. Um, and check out his uh, website uh, for details of where he'll be near near or, or even far. And try and go and watch him. Uh, he's brilliant in Edinburgh. And he'll be brilliant when you go and see him. So that's Dave Fulton. So that's it for another episode of the Comedy Quota. Um, follow us on iTunes. Get us online on the uh, Radio City website. Come and just type comedy quote into Google, basically. Um, and uh, we'll be back next time uh, with more of the same uh, an interview with a local comedian, an interview with a more well known uh, comedian, uh, and the usual guff at the beginning and the end. Thanks for listening, and good night. The show has been dedicated to Leo Cunningham and his family.